Hello, and welcome to the Betches Sub Podcast. I'm Sammy Fishbein. I'm Brian Russell Smith. And for those of you who are just tuning in, the Betches Sub Podcast is your weekly rundown of the news explained by our two funniest friends, which is us. We read the news so you don't have to. Wow, great job, Sammy. I just want you guys to all know <laughs> how many times I had to re-record that intro because I'm confusing it with all of our other mm-hmm. podcasts. Mm-hmm. With the uh, with everyone's gay, I always I always want to end it with until the end of democracy. I'm like, wait, that does not right. apply here. That, right, and but like you hear it in your ears. It's like yeah. an earworm for where uh-huh. you are. Okay. I also feel like we haven't done the podcast together in a while. I know. I took a, a long break for yeah. some other things, but you know, now we're back. We're back. And we're ready. So, Brian, tell us, mm-hmm. what is getting you through this week? Well, um, you know, it's everyone's favorite mayor. That's sarcasm. Uh, Rudy Giuliani. Uh, so, on November 30th, he tweeted out this thing where he, like, said, okay, I'll just read the tweet. Mueller filed an indictment just as the president left for the for G20.in. July <laughs> in July in July he indicted the Russians who will never come here just before he left for Helsinki either could have been done earlier or later out of control supervision please so not a very special tweet you know he's attacked Mueller before whatever but the special thing about this tweet is is that when he wrote G20 he wrote G-20.in and he did not put any spaces between it. It was and like a period and then he forgot to make a space before the next sentence. Yeah, so sorry he, this is not a very visual medium. Yeah. <laughs> basically so he like created a link inside his tweet. Um so this guy Jason Velasquez, right? Okay. Yes. Um he owns a web design firm in Atlanta and then he so he bought that domain for about $5 and then created a page with the message um so Donald J Trump is a traitor to our country. And he says the process took him about 15 minutes. So every time someone clicked on that link in Giuliani's tweet, it would go to that page and it would just say Donald J Trump is a traitor to our country. Which is hilarious. Right. It's, it was so genius, so simple, especially because there was such a low time cost investment mm-hmm. into just like an amazing prank. Mm-hmm. But then Giuliani was like using this as evidence that like Twitter had like tampered with his tweet <laughs> and that they're like card carrying anti-Trumpers, he calls them. But like it's actually just the fact that Giuliani doesn't understand how Twitter works. Yeah. Even though he spent 16 years as a security consultant and he was originally looked at as a cybersecurity advisor for the Trump administration. He, and he doesn't understand how the, one of the biggest platforms in the world works. And yet he's there. For right. Like it's a hyperlink for <laughs> India for websites out of yeah. India. Like he's like like you are so confused. Yeah. Wow. But that was a that was a great own cell phone and just general fun stuff. Imagine if our president was not someone who people were like, let me take an opportunity to embarrass him using yeah. like his, uh, his lawyer's like mm. incompetence with the internet. Is he even still his lawyer? I don't understand. I think he's like his TV lawyer. He's his TV lawyer. Cause he's just, he how could he be a lawyer and a cyber? Sc- what? Like <laughs> yeah, I don't know. who doesn't even understand how to use hyperlinks? I don't know. It's weird. Okay. Whatever. I'm like over, I wish Giuliani would just go away at this point. I wish Trump would get him off the Trump chain. Well, we'll see. Um, Sammy, what's uh, getting you through this week? Trump's America. So our former president, George H.W. Bush, was laid to rest this week and was very sad. Um, but for certain people, for certain people, <laughs> I mean, it's just sad when people it, die. Ha- you know what I mean? Yes. Like, yeah. like I, I, I just kind of want to give it like a month before uh-huh. and then like history will criticize him as yeah. is appropriate. But like he just, you know, the body's still warm. Like, you know, I mean, yes, 
Okay. The, just like I, I, I like to not speak ill of the dead for like a little bit right after they die. Yeah. You know, but so anyway. But, you know, later on, we can we can speak ill of his legacy. I, I will sp- speak ill of it yes. later. Yes, we, we all will. <laughs> yes, we will. We'll just give it like a little bit. Mm-hmm. Okay. But at the funeral, um, you had five former presidents all sitting in a row. And Donald Trump shows up to the first funeral he's been invited to mm-hmm. of the entire, you know, mm-hmm. forever. Yeah, because he was not invited to Barbara Bush's. <laughs> right. Because I think that's because she wasn't a president. So they yeah. had a little more leeway. But the yeah. Bushes are like, they're wasps. So I feel like they're like not trying to stir the pot. Like mm-hmm. that's not what they're about. Um, so he was invited. And you've all seen this this video of Trump getting sitting down and he like shakes like the Obama's hands and then Hillary Clinton would not look she at him. She didn't even look in his direction. It was, it, was, it was honestly great. Like it made me like her. It made me think back on when she was like meme texting. Like she was uh-huh. texting memes. I was like, oh, I hope she doesn't use this as an excuse to run for president. Oh, no, I really hope so too. Right. It's like that. nothing could be worse. Okay. It's just funny because yeah. like then people were like, how Hillary Clinton is so rude for not talking to Donald. And it's like, he literally attacks her on Twitter like every other day. He literally talks. He's, he's built his entire like fan base on throwing her in jail. Yeah. Like, 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 and he's like, he's also like, and like the Obamas, like he's like said they weren't like citizens, you know, like he's, he's basically attacked all of them. And like, they are just, they're better than him. Right. And also like, you of course she gets criticized for like not mm-hmm. smiling. Yeah. You know, like of course. It's like, why would she smile at him? It was almost, it's almost funny how like people just don't never give it up with her. Yeah. Although I also don't want her to run for president. So just, just no. don't Hillary. Please don't. They're a little bit, the Clintons are, I think are a little delusional about their yeah. standing, mm-hmm. but I'm glad she didn't <clears throat> look at him. All right, let's move on to the main news. Cause we have so much going on. Yeah. It's been a big week. All the weeks have been big really lately. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> okay. The first matter of business is um, an update in the Mueller investigation. Yay. My favorite thing to talk about. Yes. Okay. So Robert Mueller drops Michael Flynn's sentencing document and he recommends no prison time, basically saying that he was a key cooperator who helped the Justice Department with several investigations and he sat for 19 interviews. That wow. is so many interviews. Yeah. That's a, he's very cooperative. He also had a lot to say. Yeah. I don't have a 19 interviews worth of shit to say no, to anyone. Either. I know. Well, like he must have done a lot of shit. Yeah. He must have been a part of a lot of shit and or, known a lot about a lot of shit. Well, I'm sure, I'm sure it's like, okay, I'm sure it wasn't like 19 days in a row. Like, so he yeah. came back and he went, you know. Well, so he stopped working for the administration like early 2016 and that's when he was indicted and like started cooperating i think like I think or it's about w- a year ago i think he wasn't indicted till no he stopped working for them in 2017 yes yes and he wasn't indicted i think till like later in the year yeah like october or november mm-hmm. or something um but so basically Mueller came out with this memo and most of it was redacted so you can't really see um most like the specifics of what he shared but you could see like the beginnings of sentences which really i think Mueller did on purpose to to be like, this is what I know, but I won't tell you any details of what yeah. I know. And it seems like it was sort of him trying to like pull one over on like a Manafort yeah. by saying like, okay, if you cooperate early and you're really forthcoming, you will be in way less well, trouble. Well, yeah, because he was, he just threw out um, Manafort's plea deal because he wasn't cooperating. Right. So it's kind of like, you should have done this, girl. 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 <laughs> girl you should have gotten on board with this. And... It also kind of showed how many criminal investigations are going on. 
Right. I mean, all pretty much all of Trump's like whole life is just crimes. Yeah. Like it's like all of it is crimes. The way I think he made all all of his money is criminal other than probably the apprentice yeah which is like nbc so they like paid him in like a legitimate manner and well so yeah. like <clears throat> like flynn was never like indicted over like russian collusion and meddling to give trump the presidency in 2016 what he was charged with was lying to the fbi but that's just what he's charged with to get him well, like yeah. in the door but you know what's interesting is i was i was i was reading something and then with what's going on with michael flynn and Michael Cohen, it's like we're starting to see their stories intertwine, you yeah. know, because like Flynn discussed the lifting of sanctions with the Russian ambassador Kislyak while Michael Cohen needed these sanctions to be lifted in order to build that Trump Tower in Moscow. Right. Which is the one where Putin was going to get a 50 million dollar penthouse yeah, for free. For free. And apparently this is how, you know, he's a horrible fucking yeah. businessman. He gives away the penthouse for free yeah. to a dictator. Yeah. Why? Why? That's that just shows how bad of a businessman you yeah. are. Yeah, like, like well, clearly because something shady is happening. It's like SpawnCon. Yeah, like, what's because, he gonna yeah. do? Like put the Trump Tower on RT? Honestly, probably he would. Yeah, well, because but, that Trump Tower wouldn't have been built without those sanctions being lifted. Right. Because of you know Russia annexing Crimea, and apparently Michael Cohen and Michael Flynn were like in communication with each other a week before he met with the, with when Michael Flynn met with the Kislyak and talked about lifting sanctions. Right. I mean, everyone acts like Donald Trump doesn't do anything, but it seems like he's very like back in the day. Now he's just busy tweeting, but it seems like he used to be very busy with crimes because mm -hmm. addition, in addition to this, Michael Cohen was helping him like pay off Stormy Daniels yeah. and, and Karen McDougal. Well, he's a fixer. He's a fixer. <laughs> he's a fixer. And now he seems like he's going to be Mueller's fixer. Yeah. And he's fixing for a uh, fixing for some to get off yeah, out of jail. Know. Yeah. I'm trying to I'm trying to think of the way the Southern Southern people use that. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Michael Collins from Long Island. <laughs> um, but meanwhile, Roger Stone has invoked his Fifth Amendment rights in response from a, to a request from the de from Democratic investigators on the Senate Judiciary Committee to hand over documents and testimony. So fine about the testimony, but the Fifth Amendment doesn't cover documents. It only covers like spoken testimony. Yeah. So if they're so subpoenaing those documents, if they're subpoenaing those documents, they're going to get them. Right. And this would be a good time to bring up a former quote or not a former quote a quote mm -hmm. from trump which said which is the mob takes the fifth if you're innocent why are you taking the fifth amendment which he said after hillary clinton's aides invoked the fifth amendment um so which sounds sketchy hillary. i mean i mean yeah we, i think we can all come to agreement that the clintons are sketchy it's fine i know it's yeah. so annoying it's annoying she was not a great candidate for 2016 on in not hindsight. just because she's sketchy not just because she's sketchy but she is. She's like a little too like smart. You have to like, you, you know, she's kind of like a wonk. She's mm -hmm. not like an inspiring figure. And that's fine. Not everyone's yeah. an inspiring figure. Some people are just like kind of like smart. You yeah. Know, and qualified. Um, <laughs> I yeah. mean, obviously we would wish she won. But yeah, hindsight is always twenty twenty. Hey, as bad as it is, Trump <laughs> as a con man is very inspiring. Yeah. Con men are inspiring. Mm -hmm. That's what their whole business is. Yeah. So. All right, let's move on to an update on Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Um, I'm sure, I mean, we've talked about Jamal Khashoggi before, but Gina Haspel, if you may remember from like months ago, is the new um, CIA director. She testified in front of Congress earlier this week and said that the CIA believes that Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman is directly responsible for Khashoggi's killing. 
which is in direct contrast to what Trump and Mattis and uh, Pompeo and Pompeo are saying. Mm -hmm. Um, And they tried to stop her from testifying because they didn't want her to openly say this. But now she did. Well, so because Pompeo and Mattis um, briefed uh, Congress a week ago. And when the Senate came out of that or when the people came out of that, they were like, okay, well, I guess there's room to like kind of see that maybe MBS did not, Mohammed bin Salman, did not order the killing. And then Gina Haspel talks to them and they're like, oh shit, he fucking did it. Yeah. (laughs) Also, like, why is everyone putting aside like their actual common sense and what we know about countries like Saudi Arabia where nothing happens without this guy, it being his idea Mm -hmm. or it being, or him being like, yeah, go ahead and do that. Like this isn't a country where like there's multiple branches where people can like make these independent decisions, especially Mm -hmm. something like this. Yeah. That they they can really like set off an international crisis. It's like a kleptocratic monarchy. Like it comes from the top. Right. Like why does everyone just put away those facts? Mm -hmm. Like I don't understand. Like, why are we acting like that's not what it's like? So Lindsey Graham um, uh, came out of the meeting and like uh, him and Bob Corker, they both openly disagreed with the administration, saying that the evidence is clear that he was involved. Graham said that the crown prince is crazy, dangerous and a wrecking ball. And that it's not a smoking gun. It's a smoking saw. He also added that, which is just like a nod to his bipartisanship. (laughs) If they were in a democratic administration, I would be all over them for being in the pocket of Saudi Arabia. Why would you say that was quite self-aware of him. Why would you say that out loud? I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, you know what? I'm glad that he said it aloud. I this know. is what we want him to say. I know. But like, that's just like a soundbite for like his downfall. I mean, you know what? I don't care. I don't it's care. It's an incredible either. quote. Yeah. Um, Corker said. It's like, I w- it's like what we would say to our Republican relatives yeah. at a dinner table. Yeah. <laughs> it, like, I don't know. It's so, it doesn't make yeah. any sense. Bob Corker said that, wait, where is this quote? I'm looking for it. He had a quote that was like, if this were in front of a jury, oh, if he was in front of a jury, he would be convicted in 30 minutes. And that by refusing to condemn the crown prince, he was, that Trump was basically condoning the murder. Yeah. And, and then, like, what does Trump care about a journalist? So yeah. yeah, he obviously is condoning the murder. And Corker also um, described the difference between the briefings from Mattis and Pompeo and um, the briefing from Gina Haspel saying that they were like darkness and sunshine. Basically saying that Mattis and Pompeo willfully misled them and that the administration is obscuring the truth about the death of Jamal Khashoggi. Yeah. So in a very interesting move, senators are actually trying to do their own thing against the administration in terms of condemning the Saudis. They have already voted to advance a measure that would withdraw U.S. military support for the the Saudi-led war in Yemen, which we're going to discuss in depth one one of Mm -hmm. these days um, because it's really fucked up. Yeah. Um, Takes issue with human rights abuses related to that war, um, the diplomatic and economic blockade against Qatar, and the imprisonment of political dissents. So because Saudi Arabia yeah. does and has did all that. Right. Right. <laughs> that's, just, that's how they do. And just for like um, some point of reference, 12 million people in Yemen are suffering from hunger right now. And 85,000 kids have already died from starvation as a result of this Saudi led war. Yes. And just to make this, just to bring this whole story full circle, there's a new headline that's out that the Saudis spent $270,000 on reserving 500 hotel rooms in guess what hotel? <laughs> Just guess. Do you guys think you know? I think you all know. They're all screaming, the Trump International Hotel in D.C. Yep. Yeah. So basically, the Sa- I mean, 
foreign foreign countries try to lobby um, for their interests in America all the time. And the Saudis had basically had a strategy of using U.S. veterans to la- to lobby against anti-Saudi policies. Mm-hmm. Um, and they'd been doing this for a long time. And typically, so they would bring people to D.C. to come, like, actually lobby and, like, make statements um, and they used to put them up in other hotels like I think they were they used to put them up in a hotel in Virginia but in December 2016 which was a month before the inauguration they switched it to the Trump they switched to putting these veterans up in Trump hotels mm-hmm. so that they could basically lobby on behalf of the Saudis yeah that's grifting is well, it not? <laughs> Trump, like and the president has already admitted that he gets money from the, the Saudis like during the but then he'll campaign. say he doesn't and then he says he doesn't same thing with the Russians, like how Eric Trump said most, or was it, it was, it was Eric Trump or Donald Trump Jr. It was they, Eric. Um, he said that they get all this money from Russia. Most of our money comes from Russia. And then during 2016. No deals in Russia. No deals in Russia. Don't so, know any Russians. And, and meanwhile. Even they, though Putin is his best friend. Yeah. And they also were, tweeted that. And they were working on building a hotel in fucking Moscow. Honestly. Um, Jesus Christ. We're just trying to <laughs> illustrate how much these people lie. I mean, some of the. Like, sometimes I come to this podcast, like, despondent. Uh-huh. But sometimes I come, like, fired up and, like, yeah. excited to just, like, expose <laughs> the shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, so incredible. It's, I mean, I just can't even believe that this is still, that this is happening. Who, I know. Why, how is this happening? I sometimes, like, have, like, I, like, get into, like, I, I try to live in the, in the now and in the moment. But Uh-oh. I think about, like. Have you been, have you been meditating? Yeah. N- <laughs> no. But, like, basically. No. But like thinking about 2020 and if Trump wins again, I'm like, what do I, what am I going to do? I think he will win again. And here's why. Not because I think he'll get more votes because he didn't get the more votes the last time. Because I think that they're right now laying the groundwork in those key states Mm -hmm. to make it very difficult, if not impossible, for a Democrat to win in Florida and Wisconsin (sighs) in Michigan. These are all states that really will be the ones that move the Mm -hmm. needle. And they're already... You know, they've completely. Yeah. I mean, it's completely yeah. unfair. We're going to get to that in one more thing, mm-hmm. actually, um, an update on that. But that's why I think he's going to win. I, 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 I don't. I, but he might. <laughs> I don't know. That's very optimistic of you. <laughs> I don't think he. I just don't think I, I just don't think my 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 brain would be able to take but it. I don't. He didn't even win this election. Yeah. That's what you have to real like. That's what you have to think about. He didn't even win this one. You know, he's fat and old and needs very unhealthy like. You know, some people just have good genes. They live for fucking ever. Oh God! Maybe he's a vampire. But I'm sure he's had amazing health care his entire life too. So right, his well, I mean, his doctor who's like a crazy man. Are you sure? Yeah, that's true. He could just have like good, like good family genes. Yeah, it's you know, it happens. Okay, skip the hair gene though. (laughs) One more story in our main, our main segment. Um, and it's a market story. Yeah. Basically, the market is going crazy because Trump calls himself a big tariff man on <laughs> Sing us a song, you tariffs man. Uh, <laughs> Sing yeah. us a song tonight. Um, yeah. When he said that, the market dropped 800 points and it has been just like going kind of up and down ever since. Um, this all happened the same week that President Trump and Xi Jinping agreed to a 90-day trade war truce at a dinner. But obviously, I, what truce? Are, I don't see how that is aligned. You, take, you also just can't take this president at his word about anything. No. You know, so. 
who knows but either way i think that part of the reason that the market is kind of volatile at the moment and this i'm getting from watching stephanie rule mm-hmm. um is that basically like the foundations of the economy are like are not great like the u.s deficit hit a record 55.5 billion in october because we're importing way more than we're exporting mm. and just because the stock market's doing well that's literally just a pretty much a measure of how optimistic rich people are about their own yeah. money. And like they, that doesn't mean anything. And like when people, when like people are like arguing, like saying that Donald Trump's is like doing so much for the stock market and it's great for like, but like how many people do you know personally that owns stocks and invests in stocks? And like the majority of Americans do not have stocks. Right. I would say that I know many people who do but they all are people who are wealthy yes they're exactly not, like poor people they're not, not poor people the, the average american does not have money in the stock market so no. when he says the stock market is doing great that doesn't necessarily mean the economy is doing great no the it, stock market's a fake thing like, like I, I hate yeah. to say this but like it, it's not whatever it's, it's a measure of something but yeah. it's really just a measure of people's emotions mm-hmm. about how well the uh, how well companies will do in the near term it has nothing to do with like the fundamentals of the economy like do people have enough money to live and to go on vacations and to like invest in things that are that are not just like the basics like food and water and shelter well it's like and also we're not doing anything to curb the deficit at all right and donald trump doesn't care because he literally said he was talking to he was talking about like what about the fact that the debt is going to balloon after he leaves and Uh he said yeah but i won't be here so he doesn't care he Uh says he doesn't want to address the problem of the debt ceiling because by the time it becomes a crisis he's not he won't it'll be after his hopefully not existent second term Right. So it's like we like you're an asshole. That was a leaked comment, right? Yeah. Okay. And it's from right. the Daily Beast. Right. And then so it's like, what else is he? He he must, he must be taking the same approach to climate change. You know what I mean? Because like, yeah, I'm sure that every single he takes person that same approach to every business on yeah. his own. Yeah. Trump University. Yeah. All these things, all the buildings, the casinos, all of this shit. That's yeah. how he lives his life. Yeah. Yeah. I will take the money. I'll suck out the cash. I'll say that I have way more than I do, and then that's it. It's crazy. It's, it's so it's, fucked up. It's really fucked up. And yet he got elected because all these idiots think that he's like some sort of businessman. Mm-hmm. He or ban- that he filed for bankruptcy six times. Two of them in the same company. Yeah. Also, casino. and it's like these fucking uh, like all like the evangelical Christians who think that like voting for a Democrat is like voting for the devil. And then, and then like, you see like you brainwashed. see yeah it's like you see Trump and Obama at the funeral for George H.W. and like Obama's like actually praying and like knows the prayers and is singing along and Trump doesn't Trump was not even look there's like a image where they're all looking at the paper like reading the words uh-huh. to the everything's like the apostles prayer he's literally his paper he's not even pretending to look at the paper <laughs> he's just standing there holding it like what's wrong with you? You can't even like fake participate. I know. Fake in the participate. one. I mean, okay. Again, my favorite. It's actually now my second favorite because there was something he said that I that overtook it. My favorite clip that he ever like said was someone asked like, "What do you think of like God?" Mm-hmm. And he's like, "God's amazing. Look at this property I bought." <laughs> like that was literally <laughs> the quote. It's one of my favorites. And th- but then it got replaced by shit. It was something he said recently where someone where they asked something like something very deep and meaningful and uh-huh. he said like i'm so amazing yeah i can't remember what I it was remember, it was either. recent though yeah and that like overtook that for me but oh it was that long ass quote 
that oh, made no that and was the like, winds are sailing and the winds and, are, and, and the and the water's clean right oh we're at a record clean <laughs> we're at a record clean and a record clean air oh. oh my god there was something else though that he did that about um yeah he's insane so shall we move on to one more thing yes it's kind of like a uh, voter fraud it's themed one po- more thing. Post November <laughs> midterm election. So I can't believe we're still talking about this. I know. Well, you know, that's what happens, I guess, when people try to dilute democracy. Um, so, Wisconsin. Um, I guess on Monday, Elise and Sammy were talking about a bill that the, Repu- the state legislator uh, Republicans in Wisconsin wanted to pass. Basically, the bill would limit early voting. Um, limits the power of the new governor who is Tony Evers. He's the Democrat who just um, flipped this, the governorship from uh, Republican Scott Walker. Um, it also requires permission from the Republican-led state legislator to expand Medicaid, requires permission from the state legislator to ban guns in the Capitol, and require the governor to deliver the State of the Union in a MAGA hat. Okay, I got that from the Crooked Media newsletter. Is I, I'm not sure if it's a joke. I feel like that must be a joke. I feel like it has to be. But I, that was a funny joke. <laughs> <laughs> Very believable joke. And then it, um, it allows the Senate to veto Evers' political appointees, allows legislators to intervene in litigation with the goal of destroying the Affordable Care Act. Yeah. So not good. Um, <clears throat> basically, like there, it, there, it's a lame duck period right now. And on Friday, they introduced this like bill, and then they voted, started voting on it on Monday, right. and. It's just it passed, it, and this it, is happening. And, and it's passed, and now it's happening. There is a debate about whether, like, like the Democrats are going to challenge it in the courts, right? And so maybe parts of it gets pulled. Like, what, what can maybe be, the MAGA hat will get pulled? What? Can, yeah, <laughs> this is like how I believe that Caddy Ruth was on the Voice. What can be? Yeah, right. One of our freelance writers like has this running joke that she um she like makes this fake article saying she's gonna be a judge on The Voice and Sammy believed it. I literally wrote congrats. <laughs> I I was like, oh my god, they're going in a different direction. Like they're just having regular people be the judges. Like I really believe. <laughs> and she's not she's not gonna be a judge on The Voice. I um, thought it was a little weird, but then I was like, what am I? That's mean of me. How do it. I know how successful yeah. she is? Um. So it also like it also like brings into like. This idea of like minority rule, which is not democratic because, you know, the majority of There's Wisconsin a moral minority, Brian. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. That's not true. This And something similar is happening in Michigan. They're trying yeah. to. Like, if, they like, will stop at nothing. They will stop. At, and these Maybe are both. We need to stop. And at these nothing. are both like, you know, contentious races in 2020. They're the most. Yeah. Potentially. And like uh, Michigan just flipped uh, their governorship too, to yeah. a Democrat. And so in Michigan and Wisconsin were both won by Trump and now the governors were flipping. So it's like what these what these people do in the state legislature is really important. Like we, like Sammy was saying earlier for 2020 because gerrymandering fucking exists and it exists there. And like in November, the GOP won 46 percent of the statewide vote in November, but they ended up with 63 percent of the seats. They're past gerrymandering now, and now they're just straight up corrupting. It's not yeah. even like there's some sort of argument for like, oh, this is how we draw the district, <laughs> and like I can make some bullshit up. Yeah, it's like we're just gonna stop you from doing what you want to do. Yeah, I don't know. All right, and uh, along these lines, North Carolina, um, the ninth district, is having a straight up election fraud controversy. Mm-hmm. So the board of elections voted unanimously to not certify the results in one of the districts, the ninth district. 
because they were citing they were citing irregularities in the absentee ballots that were sent in. So basically, here's what happened: the Republican candidate, this guy Mark Harris, he was winning. He was beating the Democrat Dan McCready by less than half a percentage point, which is so 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 small. I think mm-hmm. it was like 900 votes. Wow. Um, Harris, the Republican, won 61 percent of the submitted absentee ballots in this like questionable county, even though registered Republicans accounted for only 19 percent of the ballots submitted or about. Yeah. So that would mean that they had to win every independent who voted absentee and some Democrats, which is like highly unlikely. Yeah. Wow. And then they this is and this is how it happened. They this I'll, I'll explain what the irregularities were specifically. So basically. Harris, the Republican, hired a consulting firm called Red Dome, and they hired a state political operative, like a really established guy. His name is L. McCray Dallas Jr., so a very Democrat, a very liberal name. <laughs> like, sounds just like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Um, to basically have a campaign, or, or it's like a get-out-the-vote campaign. They paid them more than $400,000, and then they rerouted their own campaign payroll through Red Dome. So, which is very sketchy because it's yeah. like, why would you, why would this consulting firm pay for the campaign? Why do you feel the yeah. need to hide it? It seems weird. Okay. So some of the people working for this, this guy, Dallas, who was hired by Red Dome said that they were, they were basically hired to collect absentee ballots. Some of which were unsealed or unsigned. They would go to people's doors, knock on them and get their absentee ballots from them and then deliver them to local election officials, which is a violation of state law because it's like, who says that you didn't tamper with it? Yeah. So basically the employees were hired to track the, the collection of absentee ballots by party and race. And then they signed the ballot envelopes so that it would, it would appear like the voters had gotten the two witnesses that they're required to get when you submit absentee. So the people who were actually in this district came forward and they said that they, they basically told them what happened when these people came to their door with the app to get the absentee ballots. One resident said that a woman had come to her door in October, collected her ballot, which is illegal. And, and although she had only filled out the votes for the sheriff and the school board, the woman who took her ballot said that she would finish it herself, which is like, so not allowed. Yeah. Like what the hell? That's, that's voter fraud. Yeah. Right. Which we, we were like, that's not voter fraud doesn't exist, but actually now it does. Yeah. Um, Okay, and it's Republicans. Another resident said that a woman had similarly collected her ballot, which was unsealed and unsigned. So, like, even though she had filled it out, the woman could have changed it or signed it. And a third person, and these are just three examples of what was happening there amongst many, many votes, said that she had received an absentee ballot, even though she didn't even request one. So it seems like they were tampering on many levels. Mm -hmm. And apparently a lot of the ballots had the same signatures for the witnesses, which is like really weird because you wouldn't like a tons of people wouldn't all have the same witnesses. Like I doubt even two people, maybe two people in a family. That's also very dumb of them. Like why wouldn't you just like make up some signatures? Like they're so bad at crimes. They are. They're so bad at crimes. And so I think that if the shoe was on the other foot by saying by, by that, what I mean is if a, de- if a Democrat was doing this, we would probably be hearing about it nonstop. Oh my God. It would be the Twitter feed for the next like six years. So there are examples of, he would fraud. literally like Trump would literally institute martial law. Yes. In North Carolina. Yeah. In North Carolina's ninth district. Yeah. I heard something really scary and we'll just like quickly close out with this, that there's like, <laughs> apparently like if there's some sort of like national emergency, mm-hmm. the president is able to like take over the internet. What? Yeah. 
I heard this on MSNBC. That I didn't scary. like. Rem- I didn't like hear all. I was like kind of like in and out. But they were talking about like national emergencies and mm-hmm. like what the president could do. And that's one of the things that he could do. Well, we got that presidential alert. Including having like military in the streets. Like, oh my God. That's scary. Imagine what would we do. I don't know. We would come to work and we would resist. Yeah. <laughs> and then just make it for ourselves. We'd make memes. Podcast. Yeah, make it the podcast. And not having anyone listen to How it. How would we distribute? That's what I'm saying. We have to like burn CDs and hand them out. Oh my god! Or MP3s uh, or USB drives. Let's be real. Right, we'd have to get so many USB drives though. Oh my god! You what are we gonna do? <laughs> we need to make contingency plans. Yeah, we have a we have a, a newsletter. We can make it a a writing mail a mailing. <laughs> <laughs> Switch it to but old school. But what if school. he takes over the post office? We'll oh, have to shit. hand deliver the newsletter. Fuck. How will we even get the news? All our I news we know. get from the internet. That's true too. As you can see, with the bag hat debate. Yeah. <laughs> I I looked into it. I don't think that that's really a thing. But like, how could Crooked write a joke like that and not explicitly say it was a joke? Right. I know. It's they're, yeah. They're trying to be like us. I know. Like, you're either gotta be serious or you gotta be a joke. <laughs> find find the you can't yeah find the ground. Otherwise, people get confused. Like look me. at us. All right. So this has been the Benches Up podcast. Yes. Until it has. the end of democracy outside of North Carolina, Michigan, and Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. I'm Sammy Fishby. I'm Brian Russell Smith. Thank you for listening. (laughs) Goodbye. Betches.